We back. The We Do It For Us podcast. Again, another week full of topics. Look, you know what, you know what I want the fans to do? What y'all gonna do for me is I'm gonna do a poll on my Instagram and I wanna know if y'all feel we need an intro. And if y'all do, I want y'all to give us some ideas about what our intro should be. We have our own ideas, but we want some feedback from the fans. I'm gonna do a poll on my Instagram when I upload this. And if I don't, whenever this gets released, please remind me if you do watch the episode because I'll be forgetting stuff. But anyway, like I said, the We Do It For Us podcast, we are back with another array of topics, another week. Um, affirming y'all feeling well out there. Um, still a lot going on. We still in 2020, man. We got a month left in this shit. I hope we make it up out of this shit. Clean, please. You know what I'm saying? Allah, God, Yahweh, whoever you believe in. Pray, pray to whoever. Just make sure you get up out of this year safe and sound. Anyway. So it's Cozy, a.k.a. Twitty Loker, a.k.a. Joe Budden, Joe Star. AKA, damn, that nigga over there look fucking nice. Right back at it. So it's Finesse. So this week we've got our We Do It For Us sponsored artist. And this week it's handpicked by yours truly. We've got Roddy motherfucking Cobain in the building. Well, he's not technically in the building, but we're featuring him on this week's podcast. You feel me? So this is an artist straight out of Miami Gardens. Been rapping for a couple years now. And I just fuck with his sound. He's a real... He, he got a real Broward sound, but he's from Miami. Like, where the fuck they do that at, right? So I want to showcase his music. Go ahead and follow him at Roddy Cobain on IG. Literally, R-O-D-D-Y-K-O-B-A-I-N. And let's get into it. Hello, my name is Cobain. Friendly one and I don't play no games. Got a bitch, she's smoking good brain. But she know when to stay in the lane. Niggas drop that fire flames. Got the season to do it in James. Just a case of race a nigga name. Man, I told you I don't play them games. Some say I'm twisted the same. Said I got no choice on the day. Say what? like I'm a full professor way. Cause I'm crazy like serial saint. Pop on my spread is blue like paint. Drop this dick on the bitch, make a faint. Man, I'm doing shit, these nigga can't. Want the fix on your head on the stage. Your head on the game. He go stupid autistic. I'm a lyricist, I go ballistic. Say you ready to me, be realistic. Man, I'm doing shit like I'm your dentist. Call me Dennis the evil a minute. Run back fast on the beep in a minute. All you feel when you see me attention. Call the shots, big dog, I'm lieutenant. Switch more like hello. Wait like a fucking white phone. Bitch, get an ass and you shake it like yo. Routine like like mellow. Bitch, brother, it's been shot to you, So once again, that was Inner Demon by Roddy Cobain off the Inner Circle album. Y'all go stream that on all streaming platforms and run my boy's numbers up. Yo, 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 yo. So... Yo, 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 yo. And we're keeping this in there. Yeah, we keeping this in here because yo, 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 yo. <laughs> this first topic is about, you know, the Gucci Mane Jeezy battle, if I'm not mistaken. That bitch just happened, what was it, November 19th. And honestly, I was very much surprised. I'm not a big Jeezy fan, but Jeezy won the battle. Yes, because I preferred... If Gucci Mane had came on stage with a pistol in his hand and just shot Jeezy dead in there and said, ha, 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 and then kind of just descended like a, a movie villain. That's what I preferred. But it didn't happen, so I'm like, okay. But at the end of the day, you know, brotherhood and, you know, unity and all that bullshit, that's cool and all, but I wanted the old fat Jeezy. I wanted old fat Jeezy versus old fat Gucci Man. I wanted that, you know, mysterious beef that they had you know, who was really the king of Atlanta, who the real king of, you know, what's this and that, 
But that's what I prefer. But watching that battle, I was like, yo, this is some this is some quality shit right here. They got some hits, but they didn't play all the hits because Jeezy got more bangers. Gucci Mane had more bangers. They could have gone for another five hours straight with the bangers that Gucci Mane got like, what, how many? Like seven, 32 mixtapes or some shit like that. And he got like five studio or six studio albums. And Jeezy got like, what, I think like 10 mixtapes. They both got some bangers on them. So I want to see, who do y'all think won? Because Gucci, they say Gucci won on the disrespect level. Because that motherfucker said, man, fuck you. He said, put him in the dirt. All right, so we going to, because before we get there, I'm going to start with just the battle itself. I guess everybody was on CP time because it took like 36, 30 to 40 minutes for the battle to even start. And that's probably, I'm thinking, okay, probably the production. They got to get the cameras right. And they probably have to secure the building because it's yeah. Atlanta and we talking about Gucci Man versus Jeezy. And if anybody, and I wasn't familiar with this story until like probably a year and a half ago when Gucci actually, with the whole, when Gucci sat down with Charlamagne and when um, Jeezy sat down with T.I. That was when, so pretty much like a year ago when I pretty much first got aware of what the situation was. Um, that building did have to be secure before those two gentlemen sat down. Because it's like, if it's not in Magic City, like, and that was another thing, the setting of the battle, Magic City, knowing the history of what Magic City means out in Atlanta, nigga, I'm too young. I think that's where it all started, honestly. It started in Magic City with the whole, when Gigi put the head on this man, that's, it was Magic City, I believe. That was, that was a very historic place. This should go down in history, honestly. Yeah, so great setting for the battle. Um, they got there, they sat down. When I started watching, I think Gucci had like played round one. See, I'm gonna tell you this. Um, I didn't grow up listening to Gucci like that. I more so grew up listening to, you know what I'm saying, T.I., Jeezy, Wayne. Those are the three niggas that I really started. So when it comes, especially when it comes to Gucci's mixtape shit, I wasn't as familiar. But a lot of them songs when he was playing like the first few rounds, I'm like, okay, like Gucci, these songs. I ain't gonna lie, these shits is hitting. Um, I feel like Jeezy, he took, you know, he, you know, he was he was getting in his shit too, the Jeezy energy. But like you said, that bravado or just Gucci when he walked into the room, man, like he stood up the whole battle, bro. He stood up the whole battle. He looked the man dead in his face. Jeezy was kind of looking away. Some points in the battle, he kind of looking down in his mic. He he ain't really trying to make too much eye contact with Gucci. You know what I'm saying? Nigga got shades on and shit like that. Gucci has shades on and shit, but it's like, you could tell who Gucci was staring at. You know what I'm saying? When he sang these records and like, I believe that first record he played was a Jeezy diss record. So I think Gucci set the tone from there early on. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw what Gucci had did, you know, his first, um, his first diss to Jeezy, his very first song. I didn't really rock with it like that. Um, e, I don't know how y'all feel. Whoa, you wasn't in that time where he said, my name Gucci, fuck Jeezy. That nigga said that shit with his soul. Because it was fuck Jeezy, but it was 1017 Brick Scott till I fucking died. You feel me? Not from Atlanta, bro. <laughs> you were just sitting on Atlanta, now you talking about some 1017 Brick Squad. Nigga, if Gucci man ever came up to me, he's like, yo, I like your shit. But I'm going to be like, oh, man, thank you, Gucci. I appreciate it. What else would you say? It's Gucci, man. You're going you gonna to say something that's like... You're an idol to me, man. You used to be fat as shit. I fuck with you heavy, bro. Really on some bird shit, bro. You was 
coldest nigga in the game. Bro, that was another thing they were saying during the battle. Because, like, if you ever watched the Nutty Professor movie, they said, like, Fat Gucci and Skinny Gucci was, like, fighting for control for who takes over the battle. That shit was insane, bro, because Gucci always been an idol, bro. I don't know if any... Y'all boys didn't grow up with Gucci. I didn't grow up with that. I'm Jamaican. I didn't grow up with no Gucci man playing in the house. I was I was just bumping Gucci. I was like, man, this shit go tough. No, the only Gucci records that I really, because I'm, I'm looking at this shit right now. I'm looking at the playlist right here briefly. It's a lot of the mainstream, like, records, like the joint he had with Fabulous. Uh, no, not Fab. Yeah. Was it, the, was it the one he had? Whatever remix he had with Fabulous. The, the joint he had with Mario. The loving you, loving you, loving you. Hit that one. I remember that one. And then there was, like, a few YouTube parodies that used to float around of Gucci. So I was always familiar with Gucci. Ice cream tat on the side of the face. I know who Gucci is. But, like I said, I didn't grow up, like, listening to, like, all his mixtape shit. So, like, furthering down into the battle, we just gonna get into just... Oh, he played First Day Out, too. First Day Out set the temperature for a lot of the hip-hop mixtape shit, too. Like, that First Day Out shit, that shit was, you know what I'm saying, very influential. Um, and I wanted the Jeezy to get more into his, like, really big records early on to really set the temperature. I know a lot of these records are still, like, really big, at least the, the bigger ones that I'm, like, really familiar with. Like, I wanted to, him to play, like, put it on a little bit earlier than he did. But, Joe, what was your reaction when he put the truth on? Immediately, your face reaction. Um, my face reaction was, all right, Gucci, it's your time to pull out your gun and shoot this nigga dead in his chest. It's your time now. Do it now while you have the peak of the moment. Shoot him in his sh- in Magic City? Yes, bro, do him just like you put him in the dirt. Bro, when he, bro, the ad-libs that he added on that, put him in the dirt, we're smoking on, da da I'm like, yo. When I looked at that and I seen the comments, I'm like, then when, when Jeezy got up uh, and he started, like, talking real calm, I was like, okay, this is going to go left. And then he kind of, like, you know, he brought, he brought it brought it into like saying, yo, it's no longer that no more. It's no longer the beef no more. That's been, you know, 20 years now, 15. It's been it's been some time from that. So now it's like it's time for us to kind of grow up. And I honestly, we all know Gucci Man did it, but he got away with it. So that's all that matters. Allegedly. Allegedly. That nigga did it. Just like OJ did it, this nigga did it too. Allegedly. So all that shit was like, all right, I can see where you're coming from now. Like, you know, this nigga did his shit. You was doing your shit. You know, you, everything changed. It's no longer in that, that mentality. Like, you know, you, you, you made your money. You out of the hood. You out of that area. So it's no longer that. So I could see where they was talking about the brotherhood. And Jesus was like saying, you know, you got to do it for those who was watching us. And then now look at them. It's for, you know, it's for... I don't know why he brought up Pop Smoke, because Pop Smoke died in a home invasion incident. It wasn't like a beef incident. But you still, know? niggas was plotting, though. But but honestly, though, because like, cause somebody made a joke. And it was plotting to steal the shit. So that that whole thing was like, yo, I can I get where he's coming from, Gigi. But at the same time, if you if you watch the whole, uh, I think the next day, they had a Breakfast Club interview. And Gigi said that, Gucci Man said, you extended the olive branch, olive branch, and he accepted it. So that was just a sign. Now, if, if y'all boys don't know the olive branch, it's just a sign of the peace. Him accepting that peace, even though Jeezy put the hit out on him, was saying no more blood blood on that side. It's time for us to kind of be a little bit different. Although, and I, I understand, like, after the battle, really looking at it, understanding that, yeah, it was alleged that, yes, 
Jeezy did, you know, plot to get this nigga lined up. So it's kind of like going, really looking at the, in retrospect, it's like Gucci had to play the song. He had to, like, it, he couldn't just let the tension just be what it was, but kind of give it up that way. What he's been holding on to for like 15 years, like he said. Um, and just generally just going back, honestly, to the music, man. Um, you know, I was in there, you know, the joint when, 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 when Jeezy played, I put it on, I put on, I, I would have, I wish he would have played the So Hard remix featuring Rihanna. And he didn't play My President is Black. I was a little bit tight about that. Those were two records I feel like he definitely should have played. Uh, he played his Jay-Z features, seen it all, all of that. So, you know, I enjoyed that and shit. So, I mean, overall, really, I, I enjoyed the battle. It was, it was entertaining for sure. Over 2 million viewers on Instagram Live. I don't know what the Apple TV statistics were because I didn't look, but it was lit, bro. I enjoyed the battle. Let me ask y'all, because you got to preface it for your audience members out there. What is exactly this beef in history between gucci and jeezy like what happened back in the day so we could get it in this was the beef against gods right here like if y'all ever seen poseidon and zeus this was this beef right here you feel me so during this time we all know the king gucci man was having issues in his kingdom when this up-and-comer also known as jeezy came through and was feeling disrespected by Gucci man. It was just a conflict of, you know, hoods and bitches. That's pretty much all it started from. But then it kind of escalated a little bit more step by step until when Jeezy decided to it was more like a, a like a, a a battle between people, but then it was like Jeezy kind of got tight with some shit and said, "Yo, I'm going to put a hit out on Gucci." I remember how much it was, but he put a hit out on Gucci. But I don't remember if that was before or after he killed his friend. I don't remember that one. But all I do remember is that Jeezy did put the hit out. And I remember there's the story that there was these bitches that was like going to like going to kill Gucci. So there was these two bitches and this nigga. And this was during that time. And y'all can watch Vice to, to kind of remember this. This was like a Vice episode. But they was at the club and these two bitches were like, you know, he, he brought these bitches to the hotel room to have a threesome with these bitches. And this was, I think, the time for the hit. And a nigga pulled up through the door, allegedly pulled up in the door and started airing it out. Gucci retaliated, killed both the bitches and the nigga and buried them so far in the woods. Nobody has ever been found, but those three motherfuckers were never seen again. All right. Is this for a fact? You said you watched the Vice documentary that broke all this down? Yes. All right, I'll take look because I don't know the full story. Like I said, I just I I just found out about this like a year and a half ago, so I'm not gonna. I can't speak of the story in great detail and like fantasy in the way Joe's speaking about it. So I'll leave that to him. But after that such clash happened, it was said in stone that if Gucci Man and Jeezy ever saw each other, bullets would fly through the air, soaring through the wind, and one man shall fall. But then they showed up in 2020 and they rap battled each other for money. These motherfuckers ain't the real people. These not the fat motherfuckers we remember. Those fat motherfuckers would have been shooting the bitch out. These skinny motherfuckers want to have peace and be cool. And that's bullshit. Be fat. Be on some real I'm a bitch out shit. You want lean, you want lean belly Gucci. That's what you want. I want lean belly Gucci and I want baby face Jeezy back at it again. <laughs> Yo, Jeezy got a beard now. I want Gucci that y'all don't think y'all remember, but Gucci man, this is a true thing. Y'all can look it up. Gucci Man used to make his music videos with just straight pornos. I swear to God, 
he would just have naked bitches fucking each other, and he would just be like, "Yeah, it's Gucci." I swear to God, that was the I, the, I see the first one I seen. I was like, "Yo, this man is a legend. No one else could do this." I mean, yeah, you pornos in the. I mean, you're right. Maybe I could see Lil B. I'm pretty sure like Lil B did some shit like that before, and I feel like Lil B would say like Gucci Man's one of his influences for sure. He is Gucci Man's everyone influence. Gucci Man and Jeezy influenced that whole area. You cannot lie. Yeah, but I I definitely feel like Gucci's more of an influence though because that was another thing I noticed about the battle. The niggas from QC was there behind him. That nigga Pusha Shiesty was behind him. His ten seventeen niggas there in the building strong, like 21 Savage rooting for, cause you know, I guess, cause 21 Savage from zone six and shit like that. So it's like he rooting for Gucci heavy. So it's just like, even in modern day hip hop, it's like Gucci's impact just cannot be slept on. You know what I'm saying? He impacted the whole South and Gucci man impacted the whole music in the South. Folks don't know that, but like, you know, Jeezy music go out, you know, his music played at football games. His music played at, you know, the, the beginning of the anthems and shit like that. You know, they really get people hyped. But Gucci, he inspired, like, different artists and different people. You know, he, he put people on. You know, he was he was really just Gucci, man. The whole QC, Gucci, man. If Gucci, man, did not put no one on, there wouldn't be no QC. You know, he put on 21. He put on all the, he put on, you know, Young Thug. He put on all those people. Rich homie. OJ the Juice Man. Shit. All these folks Gucci put on. All right. So to kind of segue this conversation now, um, more so another thing that I drew from the battle. Niggas was like, I went on Twitter and because Jeezy did what he did and kind of leveled out the situation and kind of kept it, you know what I'm saying? Like cooled it down and kind of rectified like, yo, we ain't, you know what I'm saying? Just did his thing to, to keep the situation calm and shit. Niggas was calling him pussy on Twitter for that. Niggas was Pying him out, saying, "Oh, Jeezy ain't this Gucci would uh, uh, uh. So it's kind of it kind of got me thinking, like as a people, sometimes, um, why is it an issue for us just to put pride aside and diffuse situations? And it's gonna, because we're gonna talk about our next topic is pretty much gonna be about violence in hip hop, and it and it's very relevant and ties into this. Hearing some of the shit you niggas be saying sometimes is that you niggas is just on some rah-rah, like shoot first mentality is one of the reasons why I'm definitely seeking to get registered very soon because you niggas is still on that type of time. But we're going to talk about it next time. I don't know what, you know, to wrap up this Gucci battle, I don't know what else Joe got to say over the name. Really, the best thing I could say about this Gucci battle, it wasn't as hype as people make it because, uh, you know, a lot of times people forget about shit, you know, the whole internet thing, it just kind of people put in the back of their mind. But this was a very great moment in history because, in music history especially, because these were two big forces on the scene that, you know, had big beef, who had big connections, who decided, yo, it's time to hash shit out and just put it to the side. People looked at Jeezy for putting shit aside, but he owns half of Atlanta, you know? So, like, he no longer no hood nigga. He no longer, you know, living in the beans, you know, eating beans and poking beans for breakfast and dinner and lunch and shit like that. He no longer needs to do some shit like that. Gucci man no longer on that shit, too. You feel me? So, it was a great moment for them to put shit aside, even though that's not what I wanted. But that's because I'm more of a shit. I wanted them to finish the beef ass nigga, but they did finish the beef. They put that shit aside and said, yo, it's no longer about that shit no more. That internet, that it's not it, before it wasn't internet beef, but that beef 
was squashed and dead. They probably was squashed and dead for years, and we just put it out there. But y'all out there listening, I want you to go ahead and go on to the We Do It For Us IG page and talk to us. You let us know and comment on the podcast who you think won the battle and let us know. Let's chop it up about it in the comment section. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce the next song by Roddy Cobain. This next song from him is also off the Inner Circle album and it's called Fourth Eye. Let's get into it. Feeling like you're feeling pretty destined. You feel like you can do it, ain't nobody even stressing. I'm guessing that it's make believe, my mind just be finessing. My presence is observed, I guess I'm tripping, but who's checking? I'm seeing shit that's underneath the shit, we steady pressing. Impressing, kill a nigga, going live, bragging and dancing. Ain't even kill a nigga, talking nonsense and capping. Like he be killing magic. I hate that, they face that. It hurts when it's your back that's getting stabbed. Think you got a friend, your trust is really bad, kinda sad. Only know myself for what I really am, and my worth hurts a lot, heavy on my so once again that was fourth eye by roddy cobain go ahead and follow him on ig and stream his music on all streaming platforms so this next topic i'm gonna go ahead and lead like damari was saying we want to go ahead and talk about violence within the hip-hop and honestly the the artist community right so a lot of rappers have died this year last year the past five years i would say um the most recent death was actually mo i believe it was out in dallas or houston guys let me know oh dallas i believe I, I just remember it was his hometown yeah he was shot and killed in his hometown which is in the state of texas then you got boosie who was recently shot then you had benny the butcher that was also recently shot but the biggest blow on um, that struck news uh, a few weeks ago was King Vaughn. So I'm just trying to figure out when does the violence end when it comes to like hip hop beasts and things of that nature? Because a lot of people be taking it to social media thinking they all rah rah, but then people really end up dead. And a lot of people around them in their camps end up dead as well. And I just think that's sad. So what are you guys' takes on it? Let me know. Um, and and it's funny you're talking about hip hop violence. I see because I know the audience is not going to see this, but you have an X poster behind you, and unfortunately, X was a victim to this sort of same thing we talk about violence in hip hop in his where he's from, pretty much. Um, so it's like you know, segueing from what we talked about with the the, the Jeezy and um Gucci battle, man. Like it, it seems like the youth. Especially, especially still being here in the South, like it's the gun laws are very loose. Like it's for the most part, like it's a, some, some states here are open carry, some states here are concealed carry, but that's neither here nor there. Speaking in the context of hip hop, um, obviously what we had to deal with this year, obviously with Pop Smoke and obviously, you know, with, with King Von, uh, people talk about the music that these two gentlemen make. I sit there and enjoy 
the music, I'll be honest. But there are some other people who see it as they're pretty much a victim of what they put out there through their music. Do you now? I'd ask the both of you now because I'd ask Joe, do you think that should factor anything when it comes to the environment of violence in hip hop? Does the music play any part at all? The music only describes where they are and where they're coming from or where they are. Like Pop Smoke shit is basically about him, you know, living life and being, you know, being cool, going to the club and, you know, meeting girls and shit like that. Even though he had a girlfriend, crazy, but, you know, all that shit. So the music and, and Vaughn's music, it was, you know, about, a, he, he was a storyteller rapper. This nigga could tell a story that influenced, I wouldn't even say influenced, but it was like, yo, this shit is descriptive. This shit is down there. This shit is an essay. This shit is a great narrative or anything. And a lot of artists and Mo art of music, Mo, honestly, my girl loves Mo and his music had nothing to really, it wasn't even that violent. It was more like, you know, similar with Pop Smoke, just, you know, having fun and, you know, going out and, you know, loving your girl and shit like that. You feel me? So the music is really, depending on what stage of an artist you are in, it's about where you're coming from, either where you're coming from, what's around you or where you at. But that music is, yeah, I can see how it can impact some people and make people upset, especially if it's a, only if it's a diss song though, because I don't see how some people can get mad at another artist saying, yeah, I'm out here in Tokyo making much of money. You feel me? So I, I don't, I don't get it. But, 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 but to play devil's advocate, it just didn't start this year, right? Like we talk about a lot of what the, the popular subgenre of hip hop now is drill. What what do you do when you drill a nigga? So it's, you see what I'm saying? So it's kind of like pop, uh, huh? Pause. I don't know what I do when I drill a nigga, but pause. I, I get where you're coming from, though. Oh, I, dear. I will fuck with you. I'm just fucking with you. As I was saying, that's literally become the most popular subgenre in hip hop. So it's kind of like, it's something to to look at. It's like, to me, I agree with you. I feel the environment that these artists come from and where they from for real is just, the music is just the byproduct. That's how I've always looked at it. But with niggas on the internet, all these niggas is not killers and all that shit. Like we know that, but it's like, it's, it's become like a caricature in hip hop. And like when, when the, when the internet is become as popularized as it is, and this is the outlet for, for artists and whoever, I definitely feel in some aspects, this kind of escalates a lot of the shit that we be seeing throughout hip hop. With niggas, you know, if you want to bring up academics, you add them to whoever these things, obviously they're just the platforms for it, right? To the outlets for what's already is. But it's like, it's like an environment of just niggas on the internet that think this is like a video game. And that's what this shit has become. I would rather niggas just like really from that to really interact with social media, but don't be responding to a lot of this bullshit because it really don't help the situation. It don't like, cause this is, this is real shit going on. This is not a game. Niggas is getting shot. Niggas is like, this is a lot of, a lot of money is being tossed around in hip hop right now. Like a lot of people are just, you know, the artists that are getting signed are only getting younger day by day with money comes more responsibility and more people around you that you may not know. So it's like, and there's not even like a, a sort of system that these artists can go through to kind of know how to move 
within this industry. So it's like they're only going off of their street instincts. So when you mix the street politics with the corporate politics of hip hop, it, 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 it creates a recipe for disaster a lot of times. And then you throw the internet in there and that's just like a wild card for a lot of bullshit. Now, this is, this is a, are we talking more about modern day violence in hip hop? Because with the, with modern day hip hop, social media is added into it. But before in violence and hip hop, it was more of a set by set thing. Like, you know, it was because now that hip hop has changed, it's, it's, it's whole, you know, dynamics has changed, you know, it's no longer buying albums or streaming albums. So do the dynamics of hip hop control or adjust to how the artist is, the violence in hip hop is like, since it's no longer this, it's now this, does that affect how, you know, violence is perceived now? Is it more like, all right, this artist is making more streams than me, time to cut them out? Or is it more like, well, this artist is disrespecting me on Twitter. Is it time for me to cut his ass out? What is it? I think that's that's such a crazy point that you brought up, Joe. Because, like, I think it's a bit of both. But is it just me or do y'all notice that a lot of artists be getting murked right before they make real, real mainstream type of fame and shit? Isn't that creepy? That That's very true. And it's like, you know, I don't know because I don't want to, we don't, Cause I don't know this for a fact, but I know uh, we talked about this in pre-production. I don't know if Vinay is gonna, you know, say her same point, but I don't know what roles music labels would play in this. I don't know anything for fact. <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't know. Could could they play a role? I don't know it for a fact, honestly. But could they potentially play a role in a lot of this? Are you saying, Demari, that these music labels are killing these rappers so they don't have to pay them? I didn't say any of that. I said, do they play a role? <laughs> do we have a conspiracy on our hands? There's no cons. I posed, simply posed the question. Didn't make a statement. Nah, because then, see, once they die, if they're still signed to the record label, their streams go up and they still make money and don't have to recoup because they're dead. I'm not saying that that's what it is, but... um. Doctor, what did Doctor Umar say? It's a, it's a, it's a suspect. They are the NBA is a suspect. Honestly, I mean that's that's now though. That's now music. That's how now it is, right? That's not how it always been though. Because some of these artists and and you know in the in the whole violence and hip hop thing, it was about the artists in their in their neighborhood or if it was a certain like you know it was like Bloods or Crips or you know. He was this side of crib or this side of blood, and you feel me? So, I'm not gonna make it seem like this is just a recent occurrence because, nigga, back in 2005, Game and 50 Cent was guns blazing outside of Hot 97 in New York. So this is not just I don't make it seem like this is a first instance. Like 50 Cent got shot eight times, like violent street politics. Like Jay Z's been on a court trial for drug trafficking. Like this is this is kind of like this is not a new occurrence, but with digital media, it gives niggas an access with a finger touch and it creates this environment where niggas feel like they can speak about the streets where they're not from. See, that's why I don't speak on certain shits because I'm not from that. So there's only going to be certain conversations that I'm going to have in such detail if I'm not from these places. But niggas on the internet will tell you, yo, this is these niggas is from this gang and this nigga from this gang and O Block and all this other shit. Like, it, it, it just, cre- it's just a lot of bullshit, bro. 
it's a lot of bullshit and just niggas just just talking out. That. It don't it don't help hip hop is what I'm saying. This is not a good kind. This this environment that's been created it's not a good thing to me. I don't view it as that. I I think it's a it's a double edged sword right there because it is kind of good though because it that violence and that stuff it pro- it, it produces more artists to talk about more shit and it produces more you you looking at it like it's crazy but it does produce because now if you want to be a violent motherfucker you can just hop in the booth and be a violent motherfucker in the studio you feel me so it does produce these like all right i got some shit to talk about i got some shit you know i was i've been through i've been shot at so now you want to be an artist and shit like that and that fast money thing comes up and then you know now it kind of says well i can handle this and i can handle that but now it produces more attention. And you remember, what I, like I just said, no publicity is bad publicity. So now that these violence is happening, because, you know, I don't even know about some of these artists. And I was just on Instagram earlier and I seen an artist get shot at and he in the hospital now. I didn't even know who this person was, but I listened to his one of his songs and I was like, okay, you know, this is this artist. I, I don't even remember the man's name, but that's just, it kind of puts people in, especially with social media, it kind of, you have an, a platform or, you know, that violence can put more music, or I don't even say more music, but it puts more publicity out there for an artist and more publicity. And since the whole thing changed, it's no longer about buying albums or streaming albums. Now you put more artists, like you put more streams in their pockets, more, more content out there, more li- things to listen to. Now you want to listen to it. Yee, but you can't deny that the amount of violence and the amount of rappers that's just been killed and taken, it's astronomical at this point. Even rappers we don't even know about, like people just dying off in their hometown because of violence and foolishness and gun violence. Like, I'm glad that, that we're getting a lot of music that we vibe with, but I don't think that measures up to these people's lives. So it's like, how do we... Is there a stop to it? Is there an end? Because I know music is like an era. This is going to go away just like everything else does. So, or cycle back around. So like, is it worth it? And I'm trying to figure out how it can at least ease up. Because I don't think it's cool. I'll say this, because David Banner, that's why, that's why when I listen to, when I talk about people that I look up to for real, and people that, because I went to watch David Banner speak last year. And it's like, I was watching one of his interviews and he put it perfectly. He said, he, he sat in Congress, uh, not in Congress. God, I, said I think he, he went to Capitol Hill, right? It was Capitol Hill. And some, a gentleman, it was a white dude that approached him and said, you know, your, your rap, the, the, the lyrics in your uh, rap music is just so violent. This, this, that, and all this, that, and the third. Um, why don't you change your lyrics and rap about something different? And David Banner simply said, like, if you want motherfuckers to start rapping about flowers in the hood, how about you go plant some? And that's, that reigns true because it's like, if you want niggas to kind of rap about different subjects and niggas do rap about different shit. Cause obviously we, we. That's we, the whole birth of like alt music, like how alt alternative shit blew up now. It's like, it's really blowing up now because of the fact that people are rapping or talking about different things that they no longer, even from the same area. Like um, some people from California, let's say this, right? We got, uh, what's that man's name? We got Blueface, right? Oh, well, Blueface don't rap about no violence. He raps about like just getting bitches. But he's a he's gang affiliated. But uh, we got some people who's coming from the same neighborhood. But one's rapping about let's say being different in school. You know, getting A's and B's, and you know, worried about what he gonna do, what he gonna eat. And then there's some another one that's rapping about selling drugs in school and shit like that. And then they're still on equal platform for both of them because they both have 
something they have a story to tell and the story is being told through two different views. But who's going to shoot up the billboard charts faster? We literally just witnessed what Pop Smoke did this year. And obviously we, we see the numbers that King Von's doing right now. That's, so it's like for me to go tell niggas in the hood just to do, like, we're not a monolith, but I'm going to tell you, like, we know which side is celebrated more, Joe. Like, we can clearly see that. Yeah, you can see it on social media because, like, all the bitches want to, you know, nigga who scam and steal. And all the niggas want to do is scam and steal because he's going to get them bitches because that's too hard for them. But that goes back into that fast money mindset thing, though. Yeah, so it's like when niggas, like, get on the internet and play, obviously we saw what 6 9 was doing two years ago, you know, when he got indicted and all that shit. This nigga 6 9 Trey blooded up, all this bloody, all that shit, and then we saw what happened. Nigga, and, like, and I know he's back on the internet and he doing what he do now, but it's like, nigga, we, I saw the video. You're not built like that. We saw, I saw the video of you crying in the car saying, yo, dude, I'm not like this. I didn't. We saw the video, nigga, and you that, what, what was that? I don't know what car that was. That, that, was that like a black Suburban, wherever that, all that, 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 that security type car niggas be in. We seen the video, nigga, you're not like that. So it's just like when niggas play with the shit and then niggas get indicted behind it, like it, it, it just, it makes it even more of a conversation because you're promoting you on this violent tip. But when, the indictments come, nigga, you disappear. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you know what I'm saying? You ratting and all this other stuff, bro. So it's like with the internet, niggas can play with this shit. And that's what I don't like. Like if you're not like that, just please don't affiliate yourself with that. Obviously, if you're moving within the hip hop space, you kind of got to have your head on a swivel in general. But it's like that affiliation shit that it, like who you know, like that shit is real. Like that where you from shit, like niggas get real territorial over that. Like, so it just, it, it just, it feeds into the environment of violence in hip hop, bro. And whether it be lyric reform, whether it be changing the socioeconomic conditions of where these artists are from, I just know that a larger, not even just a conversation, larger action should take place if we really care about the situation that's currently happening. That's all I got. Violence is necessary in hip hop because we all seen how violence, how hip hop has gone around. Um, do you guys feel that there needs to be some level of violence to keep things moving to keep things active? I don't I, I don't think it I don't think the violence is too much necessary unless the disrespect is all the way to the end of the the, the danger spectrum. And you know, that's for the individual to decide, but you can't lie like and I don't want to speak about things I'm not directly involved in, but it seems like a battle of egos more than anything. Who has more money? Who's getting more women? You know, who's top dog? Like none of that stuff matters at the end of the day. Your life is what's important. And I'm trying to figure out like what, how does violence move things along? Because if anything, it stunted things like this man's growth, X's growth. Like we'll never hear more production from him past what he was doing before he died. Same thing with Pop Smoke. Like I'm not, I don't see how how it benefits anybody with them being dead but the whole uh was it the whole snoop dog versus def jam smoke was it def jam or who was it again uh it was death row the whole death row versus snoop dog thing the whole like those i want to say violence that was kind of violent but it was more like shots it was beef is beef considered violence suge knight suge knight like killed the man 
But that wasn't that wasn't Tupac versus Biggie. Well, that was more like. But I'm just speak like, bro. He bro. I've seen enough death row document. He was telling niggas to strip butt naked in the studio. That nigga was a genius. But that's what I'm saying. Like, and we have the, and that's another thing. Like, we not only have niggas from this. Like, there's street, literally street niggas, niggas from the street that get into these boardrooms, and I'm not mad at that of course like i'm all for niggas getting opportunity but it's always going to be a street pol- street element to this so it's like yeah we can do lyrical form yeah we could change some of the lyrics but it's not really going to change the conditions and the mentality unless these people are feel inclined to have a significant reason to change so yeah. it, it's it filters in who we support and what we prop up and you know and 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 what we truly want to promote so it, it it all it all filters in and this and this is what hip hop is. It's a duality, like I said. It's it's both however you view it, both good or bad, evil or sit like what however you want to be. It's hip hop, and that's kind of how it's always been, unfortunately. Yeah, and like whether it was beef or like like you know internet beef or something else going on, like Tupac and Biggie are dead. So I once again I, I still do not see how that benefits anybody because if the if the center part of this argument is oh you know good music we'd have more music in volume that could have been good or mid we'd never know but we really wouldn't know because they're no longer here so i think that you know the violence ultimately just ends in death overall making it a bad thing it's more like we as a youth are becoming in that age where we're starting to become more known of our existence and our mortality that now it kind of scares us to a point that we're seeing that people are just falling left and right even though people have always been falling left and right so it's it's a kind of a game that's like well now that we realize what death is and we kind of understand it a bit more than what we used to and we see it more often especially with social media kind of when an artist dies tmz first to know you know say cheese first to know yeah, I won't even say these are the ops, but like these these folks are the you know these are the social media outlets, these news outlets that tell us, and that's top of the timeline. Twitter knows, so Snapchat knows, you know Instagram knows, Pinterest like all that shit knows. George Bush knows. Shit, George Bush knows. All these folks know, and it kind of gives us that kind of like down. These these are people that was the same age as us, the same age group as us. Like this motherfucker was like born. 1999, no, December 12, 1999. I was born December 13, 1999. This motherfucker was like a day older than me. So it kind of gives us that fear of like, shit, what the fuck? Or what's going on? And you got kind of scared. And But violence has always been around, especially in hip hop, because if it doesn't fuel the artists individually to, to talk about it, it fuels the beef on social media for us to know, to see what's going on. Yeah, man. I, I think I think that's all we got for this one, man. It's just it's just it definitely a larger conversation. It needs to be had larger reform. Um, yeah, bro. I'm not. This is not nothing to play with. This is this is this is all. It's always been serious. It never should have been played with in the first place. But you know, you just take the temperature on social media and really see where people's head is at. But um, uh, Vinay about to get us into our next. You know, play the next record of stuff. So I'm gonna let her. So, y'all boys and girls, this next song from Roddy Cobain is called Bravo. 
Tryna be a star, making a buck, but ain't getting no tea. And I swear that shit be painful. I ain't talking routine. Talking all that fuck shit, you just might lose your spleen. Can't stop being a real nigga. It's in my jeans, baby girl. Wanna fuck, but time to get in her jeans. When I finish, I go ghost. No wonder she always scream. Rhymes colder than some ice, but I'm smoother than some cream. R O double D Y Cobain, that's about me. 4K plays, try to beat that. They say I'm capping, show the stacks, make sure they see that. Coming for my net like a medieval map. Man, Tarzan going ape on these niggas can't be stopped, man. Oh man, Cobain at it again. He just won't stop, man. Fuck, man. He's shitting on us niggas. He a bitch, man. How the fuck we let him get this far up in the game, man? This nigga fucking 17 years old going insane. He must be stopped. If he keep on going, he might get popped. Trying to be ex so bad, won't realize what he got. If he just keep on going, the problems will never stop. Make him mad, remind him that when your boy ice is at the top. Hi, my name is Roderick, but address me as Cobain. It's time to shut these niggas up that talk about all my name. And my day, I'm saying money, boy, that's rising to fame. Good for him, happy for him, but what they gotta do with me? Man, these pussy niggas quick to throw their ass in the flame. That was Bravo, spitting some real stuff there by Roddy Cobain. I really like him. Uh, I met him back in college. He hit me up. He heard my song and he just wanted to collab. We got a song together called Humbro. So you could also check that out. We're not playing that on this podcast, but just more backstory on Rod. Stand up dude. One time we were in the studio. He came over to my crib and he knocked out 20 songs in one session. Four hour session, bro. Four hour block. That man works pretty hard. So I hope he blows. But anyway, I'm going to pass this next topic to Damari. Happy holidays. Let's get into it. Happy holidays. <laughs> Yo, y'all. All right, I'm not going to get I'm going to start where I start because there's some mad shit I want to. It got Christmas. It got Hanukkah. It got Thanksgiving. It got, you know, it got like what, Kwanzaa. It got down there, you know, I think Rosh Hashanah. I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not really that known well versed in the Jewish holidays, but. Don't forget Kwanzaa, brother. I did say Kwanzaa. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Demaris a, a bag of beans for Kwanzaa. No, I want a kufi. That's what I want. You getting a bag of beans? <laughs> <laughs> no, but real shit though. Okay, so like Thanksgiving, right? Everybody know Thanksgiving next week. Yeah, stuff your face, stuff it, uh, uh, mac and cheese, all that. Generally, I don't know. I mean, Thanksgiving. How's my Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving are usually just, I don't know, I guess how any general black family would describe them, right? Like uh, your cousin's telling you a lot of shit that you probably didn't know about the family. Your cousin's trying to offer you to smoke weed and you know, but I don't smoke. Like there's always that thing. Generally, well, I'll ask probably two of you, either you or Joe, you or Joe Vinay. Have you guys have had any bad Thanksgiving experiences? I remember one time, some white family walked into my house. Like my, I was at all, everybody's in my grandma's house. And so white family just kind of walked in and then they sat down and they didn't even realize that they was in the wrong house for like a good five minutes. And then we were like, we kind of wasn't like, okay, what are we going to say? But we're more like, how do they not realize they're in the wrong place? Like they don't, they do we all look the same to these people? <laughs> like they saying, Hey, how you doing? Like, we don't know you like that. Like, what are you doing here? But other than that, I never really had a bad Thanksgiving. I never had a bad Thanksgiving experience, but I've, I've been begging my mom for the last two years, please don't go all out. Why are we spending all this money on turkey, ham, dressing that don't taste good, potato salad that be dry, collard, well, no, nah, keep the collard greens. Well, keep- potato salad be dry, bro. Like, 
<laughs> Will. Eggs in the potato salad, son, bro. I'll be getting so tight. <laughs> what you eat, bro? That's, that's potato salad. Nigga, what you going to eat? This potatoes and mayonnaise? Is that all you want to eat? Your potato salad, bro? Eat because, like, I don't. I mean, I know you don't eat eggs, but shit, like, that's just potato salad right there. When I used to eat, I like fucking eggs in the goddamn potato salad, bro. But that's how all potato salad is made, bro. No, I ain't with that. Some it's people like, put raisins in their potato salad, though. See, that's the white people. See, don't say people. That's white people. White people. Oh, is white people not people, Damari? Is that what you're trying to say this? It's a I mean, it's true, but damn, is that what you're saying? Specific groups of people. Hey, we hey we respect those who respect us. Hey, it's all it's all peace and love, okay? I'm just saying, a specific group of people. We know what we're talking about, nigga. Don't get don't get brand new. It's all peace and love, okay? Yo, you are funny, Demari. Hey, nah, Thanksgiving but... holiday, like this is where they go full out. This is where the football is playing. This you know, motherfucker watching football, motherfucker eating turkey, eat ham, sitting on the couch, you know, drinking beer. This this is damn near their holiday, like. Like they, they can go full white all day, like the day before they full white, the day during they full white, and then they got leftovers where they can just be whiting it out all day every day. They're like, Mm-mm, honey, this is great raisins in my potato salad. This is this is this cucumber. Oh, this is delicious. You know they can go full white on this day. This is this is their day. And then and then to end the day off, they they just they put on their white robes and go on the lawn and burn a cross. They just, they go out there. They, honestly, that's just how it used to be. I don't, I don't know if you're joking, but that's what they did, bro. They motherfuckers said, ah, on some wild shit, that's that's facts. You're not even lying no more. Bro, I mean, I mean I'm joking. I'm affirming. I mean, look, everybody has their own. And that's my main thing about Thanksgiving. I guess, like, people, I feel like everybody culturally views it different. Like, they have different reasons. Like, they actually, like, like there's some people like yes we're celebrating the newfound land and the you know what I'm saying it's a, it's one of the, the an extension of patriotism for some people and then like for other people it's like nigga we just gonna sit down and eat and just chill um, we gonna let a few farts off nigga I'm definitely about to use my cousin bathroom you know what I'm saying and he gonna need mad air freshener up in there you know what I'm saying and like all the other miscellaneous shit you might play a game with your cousin shit like that you know so people I feel like people definitely culturally view holidays period like generally different like we're just not necessarily like oh we love uh because some people may not be christians when they come around to christmas or celebrate the birth of jesus christ like nigga i just love to get gifts but i want to you know what i'm saying we talk about thanksgiving but i'm just saying holidays in general people view them culturally different oh sorry that was a fact because i was talking to my manager the other day about it and uh her people well, she's an indigenous person um and she was like saying she don't really celebrate it like that you know she just kind of takes the time takes the time just to be with family i guess so it's no longer about the reason it's just about just spending time with family and i guess that's over the years isn't that what it kind of transferred over to all these holidays are no longer about what their original meeting was it's no longer it's more like like easter ain't about you know christ no more it's about a nigga putting on a nice purple suit and heading to church and then going home and then, you know, play, going out to get some chocolate eggs out in the fucking fields. So it's no longer about, you know, some of the meanings that used to be. It's about just spending time with people you love and just being around motherfuckers, smoking weed and chilling. I know there's a big popping thing. I guess I've been I guess I've been popping for like 10 years now. But, you know, Friendsgiving, where you hang out with your friends on Thanksgiving 
kind of build your own family from the people you choose to be around instead of being around your drunk uncle. Yeah, who wants to be around the drunk uncle, man? It's my favorite part of Thanksgiving. You might be a drunk uncle in the future. You definitely give me drunk uncle. I am the drunk uncle. That's what I do. I get drunk and then I talk to my, my nieces and nephews. I'll be like, yeah, I don't know, man. They'd be like, I don't know anything. I'm two. And I'd be like, yeah, I know that. But you're going to be, uh, uh, you know, back in the day, I used to be, I used to be, mm, man, y'all don't even know. They'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? I'd be like, you're not supposed to say that word. They're going to be like, huh? I'd be like, nah, go get me another one. Another one of what? Can you be uncles like that that be telling, like, the kids the birds and the bees story a little bit too early, and then they go go to their moms and be like, what is a pee? It's like, wait a minute. What did uncle, uncle told you what now? Excuse uncle. And then they got to go cuss Rufus out and kick his ass out the house. Like, y'all do that same shit every year. I'm just trying to tell them the truth. Stop lying to the kids. Bro, and they say we have no culture. Fuck is they talking about? Name them. <laughs> <laughs> Name them. We know who. Tell me their addresses. I just want to talk. Certain parts of Alabama, Florida. Texas. I don't, I don't want all to talk. All of Oklahoma. <laughs> I fuck. I fucks with Oklahoma. Shout out to all the Oklahoma listeners I go to. Did you say Oklahomanians or Oklahoma listeners? Oklahoma. Li- I don't know if who a nigga. I don't know if a nigga listening from Oklahoma. Shout out to Tulsa though. Tulsa for sure. For That's sure. But guess what? Fuck Oklahoma. All right. You're going to stop saying states that we you might potentially want to go to. You do want to travel, don't you? Man, I'm going to say. I want y'all to know. Just know. Every county in Oklahoma turned red. Not that we on politics. I just want y'all to know where the mindset is at. Every county in the state of Oklahoma turned red. So Motherfuckers have a meth epidemic and an opioid epidemic. And they worried about the wrong problems down there, bro. The motherfuckers losing teeth and they got the wrong issues. Fuck. Bro, I definitely, I remember when I was driving through Georgia one time, I think I, I you know those like buses? Like, cause don't they be cooking like meth on a bus or some shit? Like on the, on those bus, like those RVs? Yeah, shit like that. Breaking yeah. Bad type. Like Breaking, yeah, I was about to say like Breaking Bad, that nigga from Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got away from Thanksgiving, but I don't know. Um, Yeah, I'm do the same shit this year. I'm not going nowhere, so... Now, let me ask you, I don't know if y'all touched on this earlier, but are you guys the homes that the family goes to or do y'all travel somewhere else? My house is not big enough for that shit. <laughs> Honestly, um, with my family, we all live, and this is, this is, on my father's side, this is a true statement, except I think two aunties, one in Jamaica and one in Virginia, but we all live in a five-mile radius from each other. I swear to you, everyone is like five miles away from the next person. So I'm like five miles away from this person. That person probably like 10 miles away, but we are all legit like five miles away from each other. So it kind of rotates because it used to be my aunts and then kind of now it was my other aunt. Now it's my other aunt because she just got her own place. So that kind of, it kind of rotates between aunts. But other than that, we, I refuse to have people in my house because I'd be down. I don't think if, if it was all of your kids in there, like they were like, oh, clean up your room. Your cousins are coming over Oh my god, I hated that. Like, but for why? Why do I gotta get act brand new? Like, it'd be an embarrassment type thing. Like, niggas be embarrassed. Like, we not dirty when nobody's around. <laughs> like, okay. I just, I just like. I mean, the only time my cousins, honestly, I have one of those. I have a couple of those cousins that just be breaking shit. 
So when they used to say some shit like that to me, it was like, all right, hide your shit. They're going to come and touch your shit. So, because I remember one time, nigga, motherfucker took my weed and put a cookie in the bitch and just kind of shoved the bitch in there. So that's what kind of cousins I have, bro. Like, I don't have one of those, like, okay, you know, they're trying to be clean. Nah, I got motherfuckers that's like, yo, they, they see your shit, they're going to break it. Just put it up. That's crazy. Because it's like, they want us to goddamn get... And then the cleanup. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on the cleanup. Because it was at... I remember, like, one year was at my house. And then that cleanup was just atrocious. I didn't... I did not fuck with that. Because, like, what fucking, like, the hundred... The other 364 days, this shit looked like a fucking zoo. And then on this day, like, I got a goddamn... Oh, get it together. We're gonna get the plates. We're gonna get a new table set. And we're gonna put it together with the forks and the, like set the table for what just give them up because plastic forks and tell them to go eat <laughs> until you get your own place tomorrow you're never going to realize what it means to have silverware in a place setting tomorrow's that motherfucker that's going to have like one sofa in his in his whole house in his living room and a tv stand no additional chairs you just want to stand there yeah you niggas can stand for sure you want some nut shit patch you want some nut shit no, nah, I mean, nah, but for real though, man, like, you know, like I said, Thanksgiving, I guess it's just a good time. You can utilize it as a time to catch up with your family, eat some good food, food that you enjoy. Um, and yeah, laugh. Like that's another thing, you know, laughter is also a part of like these, ho- that's why I said the cultural, we have certain things, especially us as black people that we culturally implement into these holidays, not just what they indoctrinated us with, even though we're celebrating the holiday itself, but it's not really, we, we do our shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a time for laughs. You utilize it for that. As long as it's like that, man, it won't hurt, man. I know you woke folks probably going to be like, ah, oh, there you go. You're so kind woke. You're talking to tell us to celebrate holidays. Da, da, da. Suck my dick, nigga. Shut up. But anyway. <laughs> now I got to So that brings up another question, right? So like we got Thanksgiving, we got, we, you know, we had Halloween, Christmas is coming up y'all boys. So I know we got COVID and the whole pandemic and quarantine going on at the moment, but like, oh, and a, a bunch of killings and deaths and a whole bunch of horrible stuff that went on in 2020. 2020 is probably the worst year I've ever experienced for me. But with all that being said, does it feel like holiday season to y'all or am I tripping? It feels like fall. I mean, I don't know about everyone else, but in Florida, Fall in Florida is totally different than fall other places. Cause I remember when, when Demar and I went to ATL and shit, motherfucker, they had leave change and everything else. Fall in Florida is like, all right, it's time for you to bust out your, yeah, instead of your shorts, you bust out some pants. It's like it's about a good seventy-five degrees. About it'd be like fifty degrees and like eight o'clock in the morning, and at twelve it'd be like it'd be like eighty-five degrees. That's when you know it's fall right there. And it might you might get a little crisp breeze in the evening time. Yeah, so that's pretty much all it is. It's like, all right, it's time to bust out the pants, but don't really put on a jacket. Just wear, just just kind of ride it out with the shirt until it's like twelve o'clock, because then you're gonna feel too hot to even have the jacket on. Yeah, I might bust out a little polo sweatshirt too, a little bit when it get hot. You know what I'm saying? Like type shit. You feel me? Like if you're gonna have a jacket, have a zipper. Cause you don't want to have no like pull pullover hoodie, and then next thing you know it's about like 80, 90 degrees, and then you be like, "Damn, this sun hitting, bro." I don't know if, especially since you remember when we were in high school and shit, and Dillard, it'll be like right after we got off the bus, motherfucker, it'd be like sixty degrees, you'd be like, "Oh man, this shit feel great," you know, feel a little bit, feel kind of brisk. Then after like third period, it'd be like 
85 degrees. Like, damn, it's hot as shit. This bitch is hot. Facts. Facts. All right, is that all we is that all we got for this this Thanksgiving? I don't know if Joe had anything else to say. Um, happy uh, holidays. Happy yeah, happy holidays to all the listeners. We're gonna, you know what I'm saying? Cause that's type shit. You feel me? That's what I'm on. Eat as much as you want. Remember you fat as fuck because you ain't been outside in a couple months. <laughs> but but don't let that embarrass you because we all fat as fuck on the inside. Yeah, except Damari. Damari went full vegetarian. I ain't never seen a skinnier motherfucker in my life. <laughs> but other than that, eat whatever you want. Do do whatever you like. Have fun. Be safe. And um, especially since COVID and everything, don't think about yourself. Don't just say, oh, well, I'm going to just go and hang out with my buddies. Think about your family. Think about other people around you because you never know what might happen. Yeah, put that put that on a greeting card and send it to your grandchildren out there. Everything he said. Put I don't know if it's gonna fit though, but put it on a greeting card. <laughs> Y'all stay safe out there, like Joe said. Um, be responsible because obviously we're still dealing in the midst of this pandemic. So just use precaution. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna just toss it over to Vinay so we could get transitioning into this next song. All right, guys. So that was it for the holiday topic, specifically Thanksgiving. So now we're going to go into this last song before we get into music updates. And that's 380 Freestyle by Roddy Cobain off his Baba Yaga album. Y'all go peep that all streaming platforms. Let's get into it. Roddy Cobain, hey! Born and raised like a monkey junkie. Who me? Mama had told me, boy, please, hold your police car seat in the full seat door. Already fold deep in the full pit. Catch your body. Niggas really can't say I done started. Talk of the town like a nigga cold Talk about a fame, we could pick like an artist. Off a cut, make step back, James Harden. Bang, 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 bullet came in a heartbeat. 911 police get a black sheet. Ray, think he slipped with a trip, make a retreat. But yet, the BB that I lost, I cook me. Whoa, bang with a pull like a tootsie. Bang out through the door, fuck a damn key. Who stop cool, bang, no potty. Bring the game to the door, first day three. 12 on your head, I'll be back in the dozen. Better be well because Kobe, he coming. Call oh, your mama, daddy, auntie, and cousins. Okay, Straight for the throne, I'm like, cousin, okay. Niggas can steal me, I start a commotion. Why niggas be trying me, bitch, I got lotion. Come you on. niggas headaches, I be packing mojos. I can't just stop, I'm surprised you ain't noticed. So that was 380 Freestyle by Roddy Cobain. And now, Joe, Damari, music updates. All right, I'm going to start. All right, music updates, I'm going to start because it's been, you know, some time since we last recorded. So some of the projects I got here. Uh, and once again, for this topic, whatever I miss, you guys just tell me. I'm just don't criticize me. I'm just telling you what I listen to and what I have here. So just relax, okay? Uh, we got "Fuck Everybody" three by Black Youngster, uh, "Bill Israel" by Kodak Black, um, the Pluto X Baby Pluto tape or album by uh, with Future and Lil Uzi Vert. Um, what else? Russ Chomp. Recession 2 by Jeezy, uh, Meat Mill Quarantine Pack, and Jasmine Sullivan put out a new single, Pick Up Your Feelings, uh, Rex Life Raj, California Poppy 2, what else is here, 2 Chains, So Help Me God, uh, let me see here, Summer Walker put out a complete set video of pretty much her over it album that was released fall of last year. And good news by Megan the Stallion. I haven't heard it yet. Uh, and with a lot of these, 
we're gonna have some discussions in within production because we're gonna probably whatever one we mutually agree on we're probably gonna do a review on the album or talk about it but yeah that's what i got here that's that's all i got for uh, music updates what i got what i've been listening to i haven't been listening to is there just some new shit we got uh zz gibson stuck the fuck out my bubble ep we got young boy he dropped until i return i guess it's something like a little tape to hold people over because i guess he's taking like a liaison or a break for some i don't for god knows how long or whatever mm-hmm. while the world was burning we also got french montana cb5 uh cole wetzel sellouts uh the baby dropped my brother's keeper uh meek mill dropped quarantine pack uh jeezy dropped the recession too i think like jeezy and gucci kind of dropped like some tapes that were like their biggest i wouldn't even say biggest hits but some of their hits and stuff so jeezy dropped the recession too and gucci man dropped the uh the trap card trap god classics I am my own comp- uh, competition. Oh, BTS dropped B. I don't know if y'all boys like that, but uh, that K-pop shit go hard. Uh, Rich the Kid and Young Boy dropped Nobody Safe. Who else? Oh, Kylie Uchis. Oh, this is a Spanish album. I can't really say it properly. I'm sorry. I'm honestly, I can't. I'm not even gonna say it because I'm I'm a butcher the shit out of it. Who used to go and say Kylie Coochie? No, no, no. I was gonna say the name of the album or the tape, but. I can't even say it, so I'm not even gonna try. Little easy drop, underrated. Oh, Nicki Minaj dropped Pink Friday, but I guess it's just kind of like their. I don't know if this is a 10 year anniversary, right? Anniversary. She didn't drop it. That would be crazy. <laughs> no, no, but she dropped like she died. Like, she re released it. I guess. For real? Yeah, she did a complete edition with 21 songs. I guess it's like a re release of some sort. Oh, okay, that's 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 what's up. That's dope. Yeah. And that's that's what I got right now, honestly. So yeah, so like I got actually music updates today. So um my music group season stays on nonstop. We started our YouTube channel and we dropped our first promo video. We dropped our first video, it's called Welcome to Season. Um to check that out, all you gotta do is type in the season, the S Z N collective on YouTube and check us out, man. We we really putting in that work, no cap. So so it sounds like that's all we got for music updates. Um, I'll just tell you to the listeners, expect a lot more content aside from just the general duration of the podcast. We've definitely been talking about that. We got some ideas. Like I said, we're going to do a poll. I'm going to do a poll on my Instagram to kind of get some feedback. But expect more content from us in a lot more, in a larger volume, I would say. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that's... I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, this was a great episode. I enjoyed it. I had fun, all that stuff. All the topics was great and everything like that. So we're going to see you guys next week. That's all we got this week for the We Do It For Us podcast. <laughs> we out. <laughs> <laughs>